1: again in studio. Today we're going to be teaching about fishing reels. By the time you hear this program you're going to know everything there is to know everything you need to know pretty much <laughs> but, but uh, we have, we're have we going to start off with one of the premier conventional uh, uh, fishing reel manufacturers and of course uh, we know who that, that should be and that's Accurate Fishing Products. We have been and doug that, uh, so ben i 'm not really sure what you do, but you seem to be um, pretty much in charge over there, and a, a bP marketing and what else do you do there?
2: Well, I would say that I would say there 's not really one person in charge here we've got, we got a team of guys that work real hard to uh, You know, uh, make the best possible product you can. So I'm the lucky one over here. I do marketing, and I also get to do a little bit of product development with the twins, which
3: we've been doing now for like 10 years. And
1: And the twins are? And
3: in a sense, go ahead.
1: So the twins are?
3: Oh, the twins are uh, David and Douglas Nilson. I'm Douglas.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yep. There you go. one of them. Okay.
3: They're teach they're, these guys have taught me all about reels inside.
2: Now, when I came over here from a another leading manufacturer, I was no, sh- knew you, about you, how to use them. Yeah, I just didn't you, know what was inside them.
1: You can say Shimano if you want to, but you know they're they're right. they're quality okay. product. But it's just you know. No, I, from I yours. think they got
2: great product. They got yeah. great product, but the one thing that we've done over mm-hmm. here versus the, that they do in a lot of other places was by building things. On site, there. we can actually okay. deal with all well, different we're aspects.
1: Gonna, we're going to take a quick break and then come back in, and we're also going to see if we can get Bart uh, Larmouth from Ross Reels for, that makes fly reels. So maybe we can all learn something together. You are listening. There you, go. you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be back with you in, in just a couple of minutes. <laughs>
0: On the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming, laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the marina village. Visit on the web at costabajaresort.com. You get a line and I'll get a pole, honey. You get a line and I'll get a pole, babe. You get lined and I'll
1: get a pole, welcome. welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Henningett in studio, and we have the pleasure of having some, yeah, I don't know, say top dogs, but certainly leaders in the industry, in particular the fishing industry, having to do with making quality fishing reels. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have Ben. And Doug from Accurate uh, Fishing Products on the line with us, and we're going to find out a little bit about Accurate and maybe a little bit about uh, fishing reels. So, if you wouldn't mind, Ben and Doug, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Okay. Now, I'm not sure you know who the primary spokesman is. I know that that Ben is the VP of marketing, so he must be a good talker. But I'd like to get some sort of an idea on the history of 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 how this you know came about to what you're doing.
3: Well, you know, so we've been in we've been in the manufacturing business for um, quite a while since 1950. My grandfather started the company, and we were in the aerospace business, building engine parts, jet engine mm-hmm. parts, mainly for Honeywell and uh, the big you know big uh, Boeing and, and companies mm-hmm. like that, a lot of the military guys. And then uh, my dad took over that company from my grandfather in the 80s. And then in the 90s, my brother and I got involved, and we decided to add fishing reels to the mix of the production um, in, our, in our shop. And um, so we've really been doing that since, like, the early 90s, um, the fishing reel business.
1: Well, <laughs> there's a couple of things that's a little bit different about what you guys do. Uh, first of all, you know, all most good fishing products are made in China or Japan, right?
7: Yes, yes. <laughs>
3: Almost well, everything right now is made over there.
1: But um, you know, Accurate is a completely different company. So, give us a better idea about what you're doing, and maybe some innovations and the, some of the changes in reels that actually I think you guys had a lot to do with.
3: Yeah, me a lot. You know, we we own the factory. Here in Corona, California, and we everything that we make is made here in the United States out of this factory. So, like, there's some other companies that either make it over in Asia or they make some parts in Asia and then import it and then build in their product. But everything that we do is built on our CNC machines in our shop. And we have robots and we have milling machines and turning machines and screw machines. And then we have a a staff of, you know, a group of people that pretty much run all those machines and then also have another staff that assemble and build all the products. And um, we're very proud about the fact that we're American-made and we use the resources um, close to where we are to build the product, including the materials. And any of the other stuff that's needed to make the product is made locally here.
1: Well, give us a little bit of an idea about what you guys are doing differently, either Doug or Ben, with uh, compared to the, the norm or, or what uh, was around 10, 15 years ago.
2: Ben, go ahead. Well, it, twin drag reels is basically our forte. We, um, we actually, the twins actually figured out the twin drag mechanism. And... Um, I had heard about it forever and really had never had any um, introduction to it until I got here. And me just being an angler, I'm always, you know, hey, does everything, I need to look at how everything works. From just the introduction to where I am right now, I firmly believe that twin drags are probably the best way to possibly stop a big fish that you can do with um, putting the max amount of drag, having a smooth drag, and having a reel that functions correctly. So what our main premise to business is, the patented twin drag that they designed how many years ago, Doug? Oh, we designed that back in 1994. Okay. the one thing that we have with that is we have a greater we have a, a greater surface for the drag and that the way that it's done is with the even it's very similar to a disc brake on a car there's an even amount of pressure going from both sides of the reel towards the spool so as it as it slows the fish down you have greater range is one thing you have you know and, and these reels are these reels are built for today's braid so mm-hmm. when well, I got over here and we started looking around. They created a very small two-speed for me, and this was probably eight years ago. That just helped us jump into a bigger market. And what we were to be able to do is we were landing 200-pound fish on a reel that you wouldn't even have thought about doing 20 years ago.
1: Right. Of course, the, the line has changed. But the idea of the, the drag system, instead of just pushing the reel from one side to the other, uh, it, it's, it acts as a caliper and just pinches it down.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works just like a disc brake does in your car. Okay, right. it's got Can you a brake pad on each side of the spool that comes in and, and yeah. actually grabs the spool and slows it down yeah. evenly yeah. on both sides.
1: Okay, well that uh, of of course is is one of them, but I don't know if we should go ahead and jump into that right now. But one of the reasons that you're required uh, to hold on just once uh, that you're required to do that is because of the new line and you know the pressure and the size.
3: Yes. You you said something about the braided lines, you know, one thing we were really lucky about was when we came up with the Twin Drag reel, the braided line had just kind of hit the market and was kind of just taken off. And so all the reels from the inception of our reels were built for the braided line. And so, right, although now we have other reels that are for mono, too, the original reels were built for that heavy line or heavier line for, for more poundage on the, on the reel, mm-hmm. but smaller and lighter. And you're well, able to tuck more line on the reel because yeah, the line yeah. is smaller.
1: Exactly. Because if you've got, what's interesting is, you know, back in the day, you know, you'd have to have these huge, you know, double wides uh, if you're after, you know, a bigger game fish. And if you run out of line, you'd tie another line to the reel and throw that in the water and, and continue to fight it. But now that you can put five, 600 yards on a spool of 80-pound test, you don't uh, you don't have that problem anymore. But, you're right, you're right, exactly. But it puts a lot of pressure on that reel, though, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, and so, we, you know, we built the reel. We started from the spool shaft and went out. And so if you look at our spool shafts, you'll notice, uh, especially on our, our tuner reels, you know, they're, they're 8 5 16 diameter shafts going through, and they're all 17-4. Mm-hmm. Extremely strong. They're 125,000 PSI strength on those things. So when you start there and you start moving out from there to the bearings, to the spool, to the gears, the the gear shaft, all that stuff complements itself to that spool shaft. And when they're all built strong and the right materials that's how you can make a small reel handle all that pressure okay. well you know what? Well, let's, well.
1: let's see if we can help out a little bit by giving some people some advice depending on what it is that they're you know the type of fishing that they're doing uh just in generalities there's uh, well you guys have a dual drag system which is very unique but you know you have star drag or lever drags and uh, you know there's different preferences but you know the lever drag i think is convenient but from what I understand, it doesn't cast nearly as well as uh, I think that's
2: a wives' tale, John. Honestly, yeah. seriously, because I get I get on boats with people, and and I would say that and I'm not bragging. I'm just a, I'm probably an above average angler, but I get on the boat with guys that can cast too, and we have went not once but several times with guys and had these little contests where they have their star drags and we have our lever drags, uh-huh. and because we sleeve all our spools. Our schools just spin like crazy. And if you have an educated thumb, you can cast as far or farther than someone of equal talent. With a, with a star drag. So mm-hmm. the only reason I say that, I don't go. I, I just know this to be true because I right. do it. I see it.
1: Well, there's certainly a lot, to, it's a lot easier to use because, you you know, you you, you got, uh, uh, if you're fighting a fish, the last thing you want to do is be fooling around trying to adjust the tension on your line. Uh, that's how you lose fish. But, you know, yeah. with, with the lever drag, it just makes it so simple.
2: The one thing that I tell people a lot of times is, do you want to drive down the street with your lights on or your lights off? And they go, what does that mean? And I go, with the star drag, the more you tighten a star drag and loosen it, and tighten it, you compress the stack washers. yeah, And that basically makes your whole drag spectrum shrink. So one turn could be five pounds, whereas a couple clicks on a lever drag could be the same amount, one pound, yeah. two pounds, whatever it is. So... Me, I'd rather know exactly where I am with a lever drag than yep. trying to grab a hold of a reel that's—I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Where it was isn't necessarily where it is now either. But, uh, yes, right. Uh, well, we're gonna, we're going to take a a break if you guys don't mind hanging around. We're having a good time, and we'll see if we can bring in Bart with us to join the fun. But we've still got a lot more to learn out. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to the show as many times as you like. Let's go Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have been having the pleasure of talking with Ben and Doug from Accurate Fishing Products. We learned a little bit about some of the differences and what it is that they make and what they're made from. But uh, how do they work? Have you guys ever been able to catch anything on those? Uh,
2: yeah, just a couple of fish. No, they, they work really good for... Uh we have a staple reel that we call a 50T, and it, it, we fish 130 on it with um, bigger rods from Seeker and CalStar. And, and uh, we basically have been focused for several years now on catching uh, bigger mm-hmm. yelp and tin, and we've all caught um, really decent fish between, like, 250 and 300 pounds on the reel, and we've never had a problem. Perfect. <laughs> yeah,
1: and what's, what's, what's the approximate size and weight of that? The the reel itself, I mean, they to hold that, one uh, hundred and thirty pound test.
3: Yeah, Ben. How many yards? Did we get
2: about five hundred yards. The- oh yeah, wow. and we get five fifty to six hundred. Yeah, wow. and
3: you know we really like that size reel. A lot. A lot of guys were stuck on that fifty wide reel for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, you just don't need as much line. I mean, you get if you have five hundred yards of one thirty on there. mm-hmm. It's enough, and the the, yeah. the standard reel is much more comfortable of a reel to fish with. Right, it's not so wide; doesn't rock back and forth. Okay, it's lighter, okay. and it's just a much better way to catch a big fish. And it's you got more enough line on there to do it. We've done it okay. over and oh, over.
1: Yeah, again. yeah. I mean, it, you,
3: and since that, I think since the
2: techniques went to rail rods. Right, it's made it a lot more. Uh, Favorable for all people to catch these big fish because what you do is you learn pivot points on with the rods uh-huh. and you let the rods load and all you do is basically you wind off the tip of the rod as the rod comes up you take a turn, rod comes up you take a turn, and you're no longer anymore in a harness where you're fighting your tackle and you're doing other things. Mm-hmm. You're able to harness the power of the reel that goes through the rod and use. You're basically using the rail as as the pivot point. When they talk about fulcrums and levers, right. that's a perfect example of what you're doing. And mm-hmm. um, there's several, and we've caught several fish over 300 pounds. We've caught a lot of two to two hundred and eighty pounders within an hour and it's just you can fish a lot of drag on the rail
1: which is cool yeah they they don't weigh as much but uh, we have another uh, pleasant surprise we have bart that's uh, coming with us from ross reels so i thought it might be kind of fun to get a quality conventional spinning reel manufacturer and a fly reel manufacturer on together and uh, see which is the best sport um, hey, we going? Well, Bart, on, John. hey, Bart, having... what's, what's, what's the best way to catch fish, conventional with bait or a fly rod?
7: Oh, <laughs> you're asking a loaded question like that. <laughs> you should ask me what's the most fun as opposed yeah. to what's yeah. what's the most effective.
1: <laughs> but, uh, no, actually, the reason we have you on is you guys are both uh, American manufacturers uh, uh, developing a very high-quality product. Bart, if you want to just take 30 seconds or so or a minute and go over uh, Ross Reels with us as we let uh, accurate do?
7: Oh, a- absolutely. Well, we're, uh, Born and raised in Montrose, Colorado. We've been in the business for about 40 years now, made premium American-made fly reels. We're kind of famous for being the blue-collar fly reel in a lot of ways. You see those really high-priced guys out there, and we're kind of in that um, middle range that lets everybody get their hands on it. But they're Mm -hmm. also the reels that we see come back in for service that have been handed down from father to son to grandson. And we use them to catch everything from trout all the way up to big game sales. And Well, let's see if we can find
1: some differences and similarities with flywheels sure. now first of all i guess on flywheels you have they may or may not have a, a clutch mechanism right
7: well actually pretty much all fly reels have a true clutch mechanism. The primary difference you're gonna see is your is the spin reels and conventional reels have anti reverse. So meaning when you are reeling line in if that fish if you have that drag setting proper mm-hmm. uh, line fish can still pull out line. Fly reels, ninety nine percent of them are direct drive, meaning right. if you're reeling in, no line can go out.
1: Right, right. And then of course it's only one revolution per turn too where it's it's not multiplied.
7: Correct. That's Mm -hmm. another excellent point. And the big reason you don't see that in fly fishing, and there are some reels out there that have been made that have those features, is just weight. Um, You know, we're really trying to make everything as light as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. And that's really where a lot of that weight would be is if you have a a true uh, anti-reverse system or a multiplier built in the reel.
1: Uh, Ben or Doug, would you like to ask any questions about fly reels? Uh, because we 've got one of the premier manufacturers I know it 's kind of a an open ended question, but about the you know the way that they work or the way that they 're manufactured
3: well i 'd like to ask how, how they make them do you guys do you guys make those on c and c equipment over there in Colorado?
7: absolutely um, we actually we start with uh, aluminum and bar stock you know sixty sixty one your typical air, aircraft grade aluminum and we 've got um, cNC mills and lathes as well as a couple of really fancy machines that can attack from nine different uh, nine different axes and it 's all computer generated computer controlled and gives us Basically, we can go down to ten thousandths of an inch. So wow. take a human hair and cut it in half 30 times, and one of those little slices is going to be uh, your... Uh,
1: about <laughs> about how many parts are there in one of your reels?
7: It all depends. This most The simplest one we have uh, that we're about to come out with is only going to have six parts, If, if you can, even counting, uh, <laughs> 11 if you count screws.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I imagine uh-huh. the accurate's a little bit different than that because it's a whole different system. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> we, have, we have we have a lot of parts in our reels.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we know how we know how big a fish you can catch on those small, accurate reels. Uh, what about fly fishing, Bart? Would you have any anything that uh, that you can mention about the type of fish or size of fish uh-huh. that? You can oh, absolutely,
7: mm-hmm. uh, John. My, my joke is when anybody when they ask me about fly fishing. I said, if it swims, you can catch it on a fly reel. Mm-hmm. And it's it depends on how you do that. You know, you know, dredging or various different techniques. But yeah, if it swims, you can, you can have the power um, to, to land uh, even the largest fish. And sometimes we have a bit of an advantage. Like I was hearing earlier about the you know the fulcrum and the lever. Mm-hmm. A lot of times these larger fly rods, you get a little bit more leverage on the fish. And so you see some guys, offshore guys, like those longer fly rods for landing. You say big sales and even tuna.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing, you know, I've I, I cannot imagine trying to bring a uh, you know two hundred pound fish in on a fly rod, but you know, sounds like a lot of work to me. First of all, <laughs> but it is. It, There's no lie. So, no lie there. Yeah. Been
7: there. I've actually been there. So. Yeah. Well,
1: give us give us a, give us one of your fish stories.
7: Uh, well, I've been the. uh I'm basically this Mr. Skunk when it comes to chasing tarpon around. Save one day, you know. I'm, I'm the I'm the banana in the boat, as it were. And then I, I land. I hooked into a 180-pound tarpon down the Keys, and to the, we set the hook, and that thing started dragging the boat around. Um, dragged it right off the point. And we started chasing it, and got her got her to the side. Then she. Jumped right there and kicked the fly back at us, so no photos. But it took me a good, solid thirty-five, forty minutes to get you know get that thing right up next to the boat, mm-hmm. and I still don't think she was done fighting
1: yet. Right. Um, what about the on the reels that Accurate makes? Uh, can you comment about line? What uh, what they're really designed for, and you know what that means as far as then go ahead. Uh, go, go ahead.
2: No, I'm just listening. The, the one thing, Bart, that I've been very fortunate, like uh, I really got into fly fishing um, probably when I started working at Shimano. That was probably like 10, 15 years ago, and I got to fish with Jose, and then I, le- I hung out in the Keys a lot, and I really started to understand the thing about fly fishing was that that is the very top of the pyramid, so that if you want to put all your skill to a test, it's not brute against something. What it is, it's, it's being able to cast a fly in the wind. It's being able to present the fly to get it bit. It's being able to handle a fish once you've hooked it. And if you want to figure out stuff about knuckle busting, it's, that's the sport to get your knuckles busted in for sure. <laughs> Amen. So as I, I like to look at us, and, and, and the twins and I like to fish from everything from trout to whatever, but we use all sorts of tackle, including fly tackle. And um, it's fun for us to go out and really pressure big fish, you know, on the stuff that we use. But it's also fun to us to, to go out and look and experience all the other things, all the other facets of fishing. Because if you're a well-rounded fisherman, I think each part of that knowledge that you have helps the other part. Because if it's not, if it's, it has to do with the fish or tying knots or being able to figure out how to splice lines or anything like that, All of those things together create what we all want to do is that sport fish and promote that. So I was just sitting there listening to what you're thinking, what you're talking about, because I fished a lot down there with Stu App, and I fished with a whole bunch of guys, and um, Ted Jurassic down there. And the fishing, that if if you haven't done a bunch of our fishing, Bart, you should come over and fish with us, because once you... You sample both sides of it. It's almost the same thing as alcohol. You can't get it out of your stream. <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh, you know what I'm saying? Between You'll which one, jug which jug one jug you jug want as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, because <laughs> it was funny, I got turned onto it by Gary Loomis and his uh, nephew Bobby Loomis, and just loved to fly fish. And, and I would literally go out calico bass fishing here in California and have a fly rod on the boat to catch calicos on. And people go, "Why are you doing?" that? I go, "It's how hard is it to catch him?" on what you're doing. Now come over here and try this and check this out because it's a completely different sport. It's a completely different part, but the state, it's all there. The hunt's there, the thrill, and and just the battle itself is, is unforgettable.
1: Uh, well, and actually, think- worked, just to interject real quick, a good friend of mine, Pat Ward, he's a purist, and we'll be, we haven't last few years, but we would always go out on 4th of July for calico. I'd use conventional with live bait and chum, and he'd use his uh, uh, ply rod, and he always out, he's always got more than I did.
7: Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's it. you're going to find situations, I, I completely agree with, with dang everything you said. It's just, you know, what you know from one discipline is going to translate mm-hmm. over in another in okay. a lot of different ways. Okay. And there are times yeah. when, um, you know, the guy with the long stick is going to be the one that outfishes the guy with conventional. But there's plenty of times where the opposite's true. Okay.
1: Well, if you guys uh, can hang around for a little bit, we have to take a, another break. But we'll be back in just a couple of minutes and we'll have, I think, a 12-minute segment or as much time as you guys can can give us. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Please go to fishtalkradio.com and you can listen to the show as many times as you like. Be right back. When you get tired
2: of what you like spending, you just think of that same, I'd rather be fishing. Bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Bad
6: fishing is better.
2: Your vision is better than a good day and. Yes.
4: The road stretches for miles in front of you.
6: The East Cape of Baja, Mexico, is world-famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA.
4: Bass Angler Magazine simply brings you more. If you want to learn the latest technique, start winning tournaments, or just catch more bass, then Bass Angler Magazine is for you. Go to www.bassmag.com. Click on the order link and use the promo code FBR. Go to www.bassmag.com. Bass Angler Magazine, bassmag.com. It will be the best $20 you've ever spent.
9: Fixed me some coffee and a uh, Jumped in the pickup. Gave her the gas. I'm going
1: Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. Back. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we've got a couple of VIPs day. on the line with us right now. Uh, Bart Larmouth uh, from Ross Reels, a very high-quality um, fly reel made only in the United States. And then, of course, we have Doug with accurate fishing products, and anybody that knows anything about fishing probably knows about them. But we were talking about the kind of what's been happening with the lines that are coming in, uh, that is changing the way that rods and reels are made. But as far as five fishing, uh, why don't you, Bart, if you wouldn't mind, let's talk a little bit about besides the reel itself. And is there anything changing as far as a fishing line like there is in conventional fishing?
7: Absolutely. You, you tend to see a lot more, um, you know, as the technology appears in the conventional market, it kind of shifts slowly over to what we do. And the, you know, a fly line is basically a, a core line, old school background typically, with just a PVC coating. And that's what you're casting. You're not casting that big spoon or that big lure. Um, and those cores have... Uh, Increase greatly just based on what's happening in the conventional market. You're seeing more weaves, you're seeing more like spider wire type cores, which mm. add to the strength and add to the suppleness and give the line a lot more versatility, if you will. Mm. And we're seeing the same thing in leaders. Mono has, has come a long way, fluorocarbon's come a long way. Mm
1: hmm. Now uh, the uh, obviously the what really counts is the tippet itself. But uh, talk a little bit about more about the line and what its purpose is, other than Certainly. being tied to a hook.
7: Yeah, as, as I was um, you know saying that what you're actually casting with a fly rod is the line itself. Okay. But that big old bright line that everybody knows and sees you can't tie a fly on, you need to be able to tie it on to something that's transparent that will fool the fish. And so leaders start at a thick diameter and go all the way down to a very thin diameter, or thicker, depending on what you're, what you're fishing for. But it is tapered to allow that energy to dissipate so the fly lands naturally and it presents without a big thump most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so you want to have a nice, strong uh, connection there, as well as where the fly ties on Do you have a? a mono, it's almost exclusively monofilament. That you you know you can rely on for being uh, abrasion resistant as well as uh, you know have the strength that you need to land those fish.
1: Well, of course, the when we talk about line and hooks on conventional, uh, do you recommend any kind of a backing on accurate uh, reels, uh, Doug? Or to, or when would you do that?
3: You know, we would recommend backing on a reel if you're going to put a lot of mono on a reel. Like if you were to take, like, let's say a, um, a reel, we would call it like a 600-size reel. And if you were to put, let's say, five, six, 700 yards, like 20-pound on it, which some of these sea fish guys are doing down in Florida, mm-hmm. then we would recommend some of a backing you would put on the bottom part of the spool. Just to absorb some of that pressure of all that mono being wrapped on that reel because that's a lot of line.
1: Yeah, I didn't uh, didn't know they'd still be using that because it seems to make more sense to go to the micro braid. But uh, there's there's still some reasons for it. So, but yeah, you, there's a
3: lot of guys that just are really, um, you know, I don't know if it's just because of the way they were taught, but they just yeah. really love, and they have way more mono I think than they need. But um, that's the way they like it. So
1: yeah. Well, certainly whatever works. Uh, You know, before we get too far away, let's. We wouldn't mind, uh, Doug. I know that Accurate also makes spinning reels. Can we just touch on that for a minute?
3: Yeah, we make a whole line of spinning reels um, that we've been making probably for the last ten years, and we have them. We have six different models, but we range all the way from what they call fifty sides, which is a a, a reel you put like a hundred pound braid. On it, maybe 130 if you wanted to. Whoa! And then we have them all the way down from there, all the way down to um, what they call an SR6, which is probably good for like 20 to 30-pound braid on it, and it'll hold about 300 yards of it. And um, we have everything in between on that.
1: Well, uh, just a couple of quick thoughts. Now, when you're on a uh, fl- uh, flywheel, you'd... You don't get uh, the multiplication by by turning the reel, and you don't have the clutches, so it 's pretty much one to one. you know of course, that's why you said people um, you know bringing it in you know, uh, without using the reel until they can put it on. but the uh, uh, spinning reel advantages and disadvantages is I think you can probably make it easier to throw, but why don't you give us a quick idea on when you would recommend using a spinning reel? You
3: know, if you're going to do a lot of fishing where you're casting a lot and there's just a lot of activity of casting out and reeling in over and over again, it's a great reel for that. The downside of it is that it doesn't have a lot of cranking power because you're taking what they call a worm gear and then you're putting a face gear on top of it. Mm -hmm. And just the mechanical advantage of those gears is not, you know, you can't do like a conventional reel. Put the you know the rod on a rail and winch it in. You just can't do that with a spinning reel because the drive train mm-hmm. inside of there doesn't give you the advantage. Now we use you know stainless gears and they're they're super strong, but anybody knows who's fish got caught a big fish on a spinning reel. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult fish to bring in. You have to be. Fairly fit, and you got to be ready for a battle.
1: You know? Well, and, and again, you know, it's not—it's not, it's not easy to put in a holster and and, uh, um, and, and crank the, the handle either.
3: Yeah, you're right. And you have no relief. You can't put the rod on the rail or anywhere else and take a break. You have to hold the, the rod on the reel the whole time. Yep. That's, and you got to be ready for it.
1: Yep. <laughs> that's what it's—that's what it's supposed to be all about. it's, it's not supposed to be easy, right?
7: That's right. Okay. <laughs> I'll, that's I'll, give you, I'll give you one that people kind of that One of the few areas we have an advantage over the spin reels uh, is when you're fly fishing, if you miss a strike. You miss a strike with a uh-huh. spin reel, you've got to reel all the way back in before you can cast. With a fly rod, you miss that strike, you, twitch you pull up, you can it. put it right back down on top
1: of oh, the Oh, that's true. Yeah, just kind of loop it yeah, back over awesome. hmm
7: that's how i I smoke a a lot of my guys on the lakes with that and they they get a little grumpy
1: (laughs) well what uh well you know obviously from from uh, colorado you must do a lot of trout fishing but give us an idea about the variety of uh uh, on the fly which what you like to do and in different places you can go to enjoy the sport
7: I, I think I alluded to earlier, if it swims, you can catch it. And one of my favorite fish, my two favorite other than trout, because I'm, you know, trout bum, of course, is the, I love carp fishing and hmm. I love red fishing. Really? And Yep. They're, those two are pretty similar in a lot of ways. But I, I like to equate that uh, red fishing, especially down in Louisiana with the big bulls, is kind of like a cross between carp fishing, bone fishing, and uh, largemouth bass fishing, just based on the aggression and, and how hard they pull. You know, uh, something it, about... It's just
1: so much, so much fun. Well, the the uh, carp fishing actually is when it, uh, it's becoming quite popular. I remember I don't know, eight, eight, ninety years ago, somebody called me up and he was uh, from England, but he was in, he was a North American bass or uh, carp fishing club, and I go, you got to be kidding me. But mm-hmm. but now it's become quite popular. But they're not an easy fish to catch.
7: No, not in the slightest. Especially um, on the fly, because you don't have scent. You don't have a lot of those attractors. It's mm-hmm. almost exclusively a sight fishing game. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to see them and put it in front of them. And I always say their head. They can see about the a bo- volleyball's width away from their head. So if you're not in that little tiny spot, um, it's uh, it's real difficult, real difficult to get to to get them to eat.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, because they even even without uh, any other kind of bait, it's difficult to get them. And yeah. The, uh, uh, but you mentioned where we're talking about different places that you can that you enjoy fly fishing. Different places you might recommend.
7: For sure. I, like I say, Louisiana Bayou, you cannot beat um, mm-hmm. down there. for the Again, for the Bull Reds, it's a really special experience. Um, you know, as well as I lived in Texas for a while near Dallas and just, just a normal, boring bass pond for large <laughs> and some of those lakes. Yeah. You cannot beat that. It's so yeah. much fun. It's such a good way to get people introduced to our side of the sport. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, from freshwater side, that's great. But northeast, I'm very familiar with the accurate reels because I was out on the boat chasing stripers around for years with guys. And I'm really familiar with with that equipment out there for when you know i couldn't get something to take a fly that was the first thing i'd pick up and throw well, out there well
1: we've only got a couple of minutes left but one other thing that's been changing the uh, fishing is kayaking so fly fishing conventional reels uh, what would you guys use uh, give us some ideas on you know uh, what's happening in that world
3: yeah you know out here in california and, and, and further back east the kayak guy's been using we've a new reel coming out called a bv 300 and it's a super lightweight 9.9 ounces still puts out about 25 pounds of drag Um, and you put like 30 pound braid on there you get like 350 yards of it it's perfect for the kayak fishing it's light Mm -hmm. it's small easy to use you can fish it all day long and uh, just a beautiful reel to fish with
7: and, and I'm with Doug, we're seeing a lot of guys that are that are comboing up and a lot of my friends back in the east, um, as he was saying, especially down the southeast, are they've got their spin rods right there, but they also have their fly rod as well. You yeah. know, these one of our lighter ones like yeah. the evolution, mm-hmm. you know, if they've got nice sight fishing conditions for reds or specs or anything of that nature, or they throw the you know, the spin rod for the bigger game.
1: Right. Well, let's let's go ahead. We've got about two minutes left, but let's make sure that we that we get some information uh, from both of you guys because they're uh, both companies made entirely in the United States with American labor, American products, and American quality. But they're not exactly you know high end artisan equipment. They're like uh, I believe that um, Ben said they try and still make it affordable. But give us some idea about uh, how to get in touch with you where do we find these things and uh let's go ahead and start uh, start with bart real quick
7: well very simple for us we've been around forever so we have rossreels.com on the internet is a great way to get a hold of us where you can call us at the factory at 970-249-0606 okay
1: and then doug accurate of course is everywhere i know you're you started off really big in california i guess you spread pretty much all over the country and even the world have you
3: Oh yeah, we, we're we're all over the world now. We actually sell a lot of our products over overseas. About thirty percent of what we sell wow. is international now. So you're, saying, you're yeah, selling you're
1: so. selling you're selling your our products to the Chinese, huh? <laughs>
3: you don't. Know, yes, actually we do. Yeah, perfect. They <laughs> like to copy it sometimes, but um, they haven't been able to keep up with our technology. But yeah, we sell it all over Asia. Actually, a lot yeah. of. A lot of Asian people and cultures love the American products
1: that we sell a lot. Well, you know, I'm sure they're easy to find. Accurate is, uh, you know, you just have to type it in, and they're all over the place. Accurate fishing products, accurate reels. So we're going to have to get going. We appreciate you guys coming in. Make sure you go to fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to this show right on the front or many times or go past. And catch us on Facebook.
9: SANDOS is How to Spell Luxury Resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finisterre Los Cabos is the only five star all inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler friendly Sandos Finisterre Los Cabos is now an affordable world class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTOCK.
1: Kentucky Lake and Barkley, Sardis, Ross Burnett, Toledo Bend, Rayburn, and Conroe, you won't forget. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and we have with us Doug uh, from uh, Accurate Fishing Products, and we have Bart from Ross Reels That's uh, we've been talking about, uh, you know, Different rods, reels, lines, how to use them. Uh, let's, you know what, let's have, uh, uh, let, I think, let's have Bart tell us a lie about his biggest fish on a fly rod.
7: Well, I told you the lie earlier about the uh, about the tarp, and that didn't count. The largest thing I actually caught was a um, 45-pound redfish down in oh, uh, I Louisiana. Didn't know, I
1: didn't know they got that big.
7: Oh yeah, on a six-weight, yeah. <laughs> which mm. is uh, typically a trout size trout size yeah. rod. Right. And uh, straight twenty pound mono, so we actually had some had some guts there. But uh, Doug was talking about knuckle busting earlier, and let me tell you, that guy took a run right by the boat, and I, I swore he broke my hand oh. when when that reel started going around on right. me. <laughs> but no, we got him in, and it was a that was a heck of a fight, and mm-hmm. man, that was a that that was a kind of crowning crowning jewel for me.
1: Well, yeah. That and besides that, if you sport catch him, you get to keep him if you want to. Exactly. <laughs> they, are, they are tasty. They are tasty. Yes, and then, of course, we have to get uh, Doug to just give us a, a quick story about his biggest fish on an accurate reel.
3: You know, uh, two years ago, we go to uh, we go down to Puerto Vallarta uh, about every six months, but about two years ago, we were down there on the Maximus out of Puerto Vallarta, and out there for a couple of days, I got hooked up on a 266 uh, yellowfin tuna. And... Uh, Worked on him for about an hour, got him to the boat, and uh, when they got him to the side and tried to gaff him, he went crazy, yep. pulled two gaffs from the guys trying to pull him on the boat. He took off. Whoa. And then he went under under the boat, mm-hmm. and then the deckhand had to jump over the boat to free into the, the water and mm-hmm. release my line from the bottom. Wow. And then that's he a, went out.
1: That's a good deckhand.
3: Give me another oh. hour to catch the fish.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, tuna or... Can be fun, but the what happens the ones that you see usually that are that are on top and, and and taking bait the ones that maybe go up to like twenty five pounds they 're a lot of fun, but when you get one two hundred pounds, what they do is they just go straight to the bottom, swim in a circle, and you know, there's nothing you can do but just trying to keep winching them up. And mm-hmm. actually, two hours is pretty good to get that in. Yeah. That's, uh, well, yeah
3: normally, I've got a bunch of them over, two, And usually within 45 minutes to an hour, I can do it on our reels. Um, you know, and it obviously, it's a, I think it's more of a mental battle yeah. than a strength battle. Because like we have people on the boat that are older and yeah. some that are younger and, and not big. Yeah. And uh, if you're mentally strong and you pace yourself and breathe and there you go. don't panic... You can do it, but it is more of a mental
1: game. I guess the main thing is is just go ahead and get on out there. Of course, if people are looking for Christmas presents for this time of the year and they they want some help with that, we can certainly arrange that for them, and maybe we'll be giving some stuff away to help out with Christmas. But we'd like you to go to, uh, obviously, to Accurate. You can check them out anywhere and then Ross Reels are you know easy to find all American made products so we'd like you to see if you can get in touch with them if you need more information and then of course go to Facebook it's fish talk radio and fishtalkradio.com Doug thank you Bart it's been great appreciate you guys help
3: A Pleasure thank you
1: All right talk soon We would uh, like to suggest also that uh, at Fish Talk Radio, we archive previous uh, programs, which would include, uh, you know, back for the last six months or so. So just go in there, take a look, see what you like, listen to this one, and tell your friends. And if we ever say anything, a phone number as such that you didn't get, it's easy just to go listen to it again. Alrighty, You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Thanks.